Hail and well met, I'm Eliana. I'm Kenna Rose. I'm Jenna. And I'm Alessa. And this is part two of our LGBTQ plus podcast, uh, where we discuss certain topics of the day, like um, homosexuality and transgenderism. And specifically today, we're going to cover topics like homosexuality and uh, how it's become socially acceptable, celebrated, normal. And in general, we've been desensitized. Uh, We're also going to talk about how gay marriage is not considered wrong and actually who defines marriage. And then we are going to talk about how gay rights seem to trump everybody else's rights. And finally, what is the solution to this, to the transgender issue and the homosexual issue in general? So first off, I want to start off with just talking a little bit about homosexuality and how it's become socially accepted. Uh, how it's even celebrated seen as a good thing and so I just want to precursor this by saying I've always wondered uh, growing up and especially as this has become such a big issue why people who are homosexual or who have these feelings feel what they feel so strongly right I would say it would be entirely unfair to create somebody with an urge so strong that it's really goes down to the deep core of who they are, right? But then make it not okay. So like, if it's truly wrong, then why would people be born with it, right? Okay. And so I don't necessarily believe that it's all made up in people's heads because I know that that is a take that people have taken. I don't think it's all made up in their heads, but I do think that, I mean, if you've lived any part of life, you're going to understand that there are things that we all struggle with, right? And I call these our sin tendencies. So we have things like some people may struggle with anger or lying or a lot of other... Um, Procrastination, ur- exactly, laziness. Exactly. A lot of other urges or temptations to do things. And maybe you've always struggled with that sin. And chances are it's not anything new, right? People often have something they tend to lean on in times of difficulty besides God. And... It might be anger, gluttony, lust, whatever it is. Doesn't it feel like that you've always been born with it? Like, I don't know about you guys. Don't you feel it's like... It's natural. Exactly. If you're struggling with something, doesn't it feel, I guess, almost innate, right? It's something you can't physically control. And it's easier to turn to than turning to Christ. Exactly. Because it's fulfilling that short-term desire. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot less effort than trying to do what's right and biblical exactly and we're naturally made it takes less thought process yeah exactly we're naturally made with um hearts that incline towards evil right and we incline towards things that are wrong and so it's only normal that that's things we would naturally feel and so similarly uh those who feel attraction to the same sex they have that sin tendency their sin tendency is that they feel those attractions and so now i really really feel for people in this day and age because most people around other people are going to say hey it's okay right it's okay that you're feeling these way this way well i can help you indulge in it right make it a thing but the like we talked about before in the last podcast with gender affirming therapy that's actually really harmful as we also mentioned before because god built our brains to have neural pathways that are affected by our thinking the more we think the stronger they get similarly the less we think the less strong that they get and they die out And that's why the Bible says to take every thought captive. Exactly. Because your thoughts can physically change your neural pathways. Exactly. Physically change them. And so it's, I like to say it's basically like adding shortcuts to your thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And so now this can be really helpful when you want to remember something good, right? 
and you have things come back during difficult times like memorizing bible verses and that sort of thing however if you live in a spot where this is something that's so i guess deep rooted and these sin tendencies are things that you've struggled with so long when the whole world tells you that this is okay it it's going to make it so much worse just so really so much worse because it's hard to know where to turn because everywhere you turn just says the same thing Yes, and so it's become so normal in our, normalized in our society that people see this and they can't even, I guess, they can't even see why it would be wrong because it's just become so ingrained. Uh, Romans 1, uh, specifically starting at 18, talks about that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And we're seeing such a suppression of truth. And this is being, it's ricocheting down to the other generations because of it starting in I guess our generation would be the main one that it's it's starting in a generation above us that it's ricocheting down to the other generations and it's becoming something where the truth is being suppressed because right now in our culture social media is the prevalent way to be in the public square absolutely and since generation z which we're the ones who kind of have the most knowledge about our public square which is social media but that doesn't mean the other generations aren't in that public square. Thus, they're being affected by our thought processes, Absolutely. which is mm-hmm. what you were saying. Yes, and so with that, it says that God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity. He gave them up to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And we look at this and we, we think like, it is a lie, right? And it's such a damaging lie. And because it's been so ingrained into our culture and it's been so pushed into our culture, people who grow up with these struggles, they they don't really have a way to refute it. Yeah, because it's what they're seeing. Like we said before, it's what they're seeing in popular culture. It's what they're seeing on social media. Mm-hmm. Especially since I think a lot of churches aren't really standing up and saying much about it it's actually becoming a big problem because I think I mentioned this in the last the last pod or part one of this series is that when you have something pressing so hard against you need to have more opposition right and yeah. so it's kind of like the equal and opposite reaction type thing also yeah. it's kind of just like the water and a dam exactly so it's for sure and it's like we see this problem in the church like you just mentioned as or yes kind of you just mentioned is especially where uh this is uh, the subject has become almost taboo right and a lot because of churches it's classified as politics exactly and a lot of churches are like well i don't want to talk about that or if they do choose to talk about that they choose to compromise which can turn even worse and someone just fully embrace a it. camp i've worked for for like four years updated their community covenant to say that gay marriage is a conviction in the scriptures and it's so damaging it's a compromising position and Mm -hmm. it's just compromising with the world one uh, one song uh called slow fade by casting crowns it says 
It's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white turn to gray. Thoughts invade, choices are made, the price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. And I always want to add countries never crumble in a day. And it's yeah. true. It's like we're in that slow fade where black and white are turning to gray. And these thoughts and are invading our nation. These choices are being made. And, and we is, will pay the price. And it's so slow. People often don't realize it. I mean, you think of when, I mean, the Obergefell decision was made. They weren't even talking about all the transgenderism nope. stuff or grooming kids. Nope. And you see it's faded to now where this is mm-hmm. all being pushed in schools. Children the whole being reason taken to the Obergefell shows. decision did pass was because of uh, their reasoning of, well, we just want to love each other. We just exactly. want to be left alone. We just want to be that, equal under the law. It sounds so, so, I guess, nice and good. Like, I know I have the tendency, and it's, like, to want and wish for this to be something that we can accept. And I just mean the whole love is love and everything like that. Because, like, I don't want there to be the opposition. I don't want there to be the fighting. But I also recognize that God made things a certain way and that these acts are harmful and that's why it's so important to know where you set your right or your wrong because if you choose to let your line be pushed back it's going to keep getting pushed back farther and farther it's and way farther harder to stand exactly and we see that with other things like it's not just with this issue we see that with other issues and how countries have fallen to pieces because they've uh they've kept allowing their line to be moved back liberties taken freedoms taken away they've allowed themselves to be silenced and we're on that trajectory oh they're just going one more step it's not going to go any further than this Mm -hmm. oh it won't go any further than this oh it won't go any further than this it really is a slow fade exactly gay marriage in general has not been considered wrong as of late as at least like the last decade or so right and i would be curious to know jenna would you like to expand on that and also who defines marriage so I did a little bit of research uh, going back to the prevalence of gay marriage because, yes, we know in general it is huge in our country. But having a gay, lesbian, bisexual identity, those three in particular, those three identities with the quotation marks around them, they've gone from accept it to celebrate it to Mm -hmm. just plain normal in just the past, what would you say, like five, ten years? Absolutely. So the Williams Institute of UCLA just reported I think in 2021, that roughly 21% of Generation Z Americans who have reached adulthood, those born between 1997 and 2003, they identify as LGBT. So that's nearly double the proportion of millennials who do so. And it is nearly double since when they last measured it, which was only 2017. So it's literally doubled in five, six years. And that kind of goes back a little bit to the peer pressure thing that we talked about in part one where we see that when one generation really starts to take this on it becomes a common trend and it becomes a common thing that other people exactly as Alyssa pointed out in the last podcast where Mm -hmm. a whole group of girls decided to transition together that's not necessarily that doesn't happen yeah it's not a deep-seated feeling it's a actual oh my friends are doing it and Mm -hmm. i want to stay and be still be invited to the sleepover Mm -hmm. in the movie night exactly and i bet you there were multiple girls in that group who had doubts about it and were not necessarily fully for it you know there's also the percentage of u.s adults who self-identify as lesbian gay bisexual or something other than heterosexual they've increased to a new high 
of 7.1%, which is double the percentage from 2012 when Gallup first measured it. So that's from the Gallup polls. Wow, man. So just looking at the statistics alone will show you that being gay is normal today. But if you need more proof, just look at what's occurring in the entertainment industry. Your film or your show would be considered homophobic if it doesn't contain at least one prominent queer character. And if the LGBTQ community is not represented, obviously the default is they're being victimized. Yes. So (laughs) just look at Pride Month itself. Just look at June. If you don't have a rainbow flag outside of your business, by default, you're a bigot and you have it out for gay people. And And if you do, you're only doing it for (laughs) the money corporation. It's like you can't win in a lot of these situations. Literally, you cannot. Because then, oddly enough, those same companies don't do it overseas. So, like... Yeah, one of my friends sent me a reel recently where every other month of the year... It's like, buy a Toyota. But June is like, buy a gay Toyota. (laughs) That's literally what we've been forced to. Because the prominent proponents, the people that kind of channel the tides of culture, which would be Hollywood, which would be academia, they have made this issue so hot that you cannot escape it one way or the other. You cannot remain neutral. Right. You're going to have to either speak for it or, or you're just against it, even right. when you don't, when you're not in, in politics at all. And that kind of goes into your point uh, that gay rights are seeming to trump everybody else's rights. And I know you have a lot to say on that topic. Yeah, I mean, because what the left considers gay rights is basically the right to push the agenda as far as they want without having any um, pushback. Like, their right, they think, is that everybody needs to consider it normal and acceptable and celebratable. Mm-hmm. and like the right to be able to dox people who stay firm in biblical be- beliefs or speak up against it that's kind of what they consider the right of their community i just want to say how interesting is it that if you are gay and you're looking for a wedding cake for mm-hmm. your wedding why would you go to the christian bakery why can't exactly. you go to this a secular one it, right. that's like exactly it's like the exact same like if you are a regular average day joe looking for a ham sandwich why would you go to the kosher deli yeah didn't that happen to exactly yes, it will. and right i wanted to say one more thing about considered gay rights like as an example as an example a homosexual can reject a christian belief and they're totally okay yeah but anyone who disagrees with the homosexual belief well they're automatically a hateful bigot exactly it's just a default there's no exactly and there's such an entitledness that comes along with this and a sort of like we as people i deserve exactly everything we as people deserve things and we and it really comes the most exactly that's part of it and it also really just comes from a culture and a society that does not know the lord because as christians we understand that our will is not ultimately our own ultimately we should be wanting to serve the lord we should be wanting the things that he wants right our hearts need to be aligned with his right right but if you have a world and a society where people are talking about this entitledness and they're talking about what they're entitled to, they're no longer focusing on somebody else and it's so inward focused on this is what I deserve, this is what I want and putting so much importance on themselves and not other people. And it's a very much a me first, not like a, hey, you know, let me help you, let me give you this and I'll, you know, take this. It drives cultural destruction. We're we're not... (laughs) We're not having it out for the LGBTQ community. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do know 
people that are a part of this community yes they are fabulous human beings i'm not saying that they're all with fangs and pitchforks and everything and coming at christians that is the movement in at large we're talking about the movement as a whole and the problem is that even if you are part of that community and you're not pushing yourself on others it's your worldview that's the problem because where does your worldview lead if you don't have a high view of the authority of scripture the inerrancy of scripture the infallibility of scripture then your worldview Mm -hmm. cannot contain itself your your worldview is going to implode in and of itself because it's your worldview that leads to kids being dragged to drag queen shows i'm sorry that's just how it is right but like i with what you said with the not pushing i would say that there even if you're not pushing for a lot of this to happen what the problem is and i think the point that Alyssa was making is that you will be swept up in a tidal wave of these other ideas and so Right, because if you're saying to yourself that gay marriage is okay, it's like, well, why isn't transitioning okay? If you're the one that defines your sexuality, why is transitioning wrong? Why exactly. is it that kids can't decide for themselves when they're How minors what their sexual or- orientation you're going is? To need to How find far a spot. is it going to go? You're going to need to find a spot where you can draw the line, just like you exactly. were saying, Kenneth. But without like, the Bible, there is no line to be drawn. Exactly. Without exactly. God, there is no right or wrong Mm -hmm. the bible is the only truth that we have to stand on and the bible is the only thing that can give us a clear line because every line you're going to draw without the bible without the pen of the scripture is going to ultimately be weak it's going to be pushed back by desires by other people the only thing that will stand and will not be pushed back by other people will not be pushed back by your desires your wills your wants is the bible because that is infallible why is that It's because it is written by God who is infallible, who is the creator of the world. He actually is the one who created all of this. He created the line, so that's why it can't be moved back. It's like a a permanent line in concrete versus trying to draw it with chalk. You're never going to get a permanent line if you use a piece of chalk. You're going to need the line to have been made before, and that's basically what scripture is. Yes, that was so well said. That was very well said. But then bringing it back somewhat to what you guys were saying earlier about the cake baker his name was jack phillips and um he had a quick history i actually have a ton of examples of cases like this that i found in my research um he was a colorado baker who a lawsuit was filed against him because he refused to make a cake for a gay wedding because he explained it violated his deeply held religious beliefs well the left didn't like that so the lawsuit was filed yep they took him to court yep the case actually went all the way to the supreme court where they ruled that quote colorado had shown clear and impermissible hostility end quote toward phillips religious convictions in violation of his first amendment rights and after he won that case instead of just leaving it alone they actually went after him again this time because he would not make a transgender celebratory cake um he filed a lawsuit then because he had enough of them coming after him he found enough evidence that the state was engaging in anti-religious hostility to cause him to back down. But then after the appeals deadline passed, another lawsuit was filed against him. Mm-hmm. And this time, the court allowed the case to proceed, and the judge ruled that him refusing to make the cake violated Colorado's law. So 
that's you can see the slippery slope in they the just, slide. It was repeatedly going after him because he refused to bend on his traditional values. Can you actually give us the names of the people that have been targeted? I have Aaron and Melissa Klein. And what were they targeted for? They were bankrupted and forced to close their family bakery, Sweet Cakes by Melissa, because they declined to create custom cakes for a same-sex wedding. Um... Lori Smith, she wouldn't design a wedding website for a gay couple because it went against her beliefs. And then I just had a couple of examples of people getting upset with um, Christians, such as when Samaritan's Purse set up a makeshift hospital in New York to help during the middle of COVID. Instead of being grateful, a lot of people got upset and complained that it was a Christian organization who believed Christian things about LGBTQism, namely that it was sinful, they were upset that they were setting up to help despite the fact that they were helping everyone. And it's like these people, they're they're not refusing to serve LGBTQ people. They're refusing to celebrate it or accept it in what they're doing. And they're refusing to use their skills to promote that essentially. Right. I think the biggest example that everybody would think of recently is actually Disney getting really mad at Florida because DeSantis signed the parental rights and education law otherwise known as the don't say gay bill right there was a lot of propaganda about that bill out there but basically it protected children in kindergarten through third grade from grooming in taxpayer funded classrooms it went against the agenda and so they pushed back exactly and if you're not aware exactly what that bill says i would i would encourage you to go and actually read it for yourself because Mm -hmm. i know it's known very in in common circles as the don't say gay bill which is i'll put it in the i'll put it as a link Mm -hmm. okay awesome awesome because yeah it's a very misleading name yeah but the reason they're doing this often is because they're trying to make it normal and they've mostly succeeded so they're going to go after people who stand up against them in their agenda i would say actually that it is normal now that when bills like this come up they're it's threatening their perceived utopia mm-hmm. that exactly. this is this is how america is supposed to be this is how um children are supposed to this is what children are supposed to be taught so they're not bigots when they're older mm, and yeah. when common sense laws are passed they see that as a threat because it is a threat and thus it must be taken down and which is goes back to what eliana was saying earlier about you have to we have to be the stronger opposition we can't be on defense all of the time we can't we have to be actively taking steps to prevent this from happening exactly. to our generation to the generation that's coming before, because it's going us, to get worse and it's, it's going to get worse absolutely and i think it's so important to remember that this is not I think it's so important to remember that this is not a battle of flesh and blood. Yes. Like, yes. this is such a spiritual, spirit, we're in spiritual warfare right, fair right now, and we have been this our entire lives, is the battle between flesh and blood. And this is not a battle between flesh and blood. It's of the principalities and the... And the Powers um, and demons of the air. Absolutely. And so that's why it's so important to be on your knees and praying. And so with that, we've listed a ton of the problems. We've listed, you know different scenarios and things that have happened to other people when they've tried to stand up for their beliefs or have stood up for their beliefs. So, Alyssa, what is the solution to the transgender issue and the homosexual issue? Like, what are some practical things we can do? What What's going to help this? 
Also, I love how Alyssa's the problem solver. In right? The <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yes. like, okay, Alyssa, we have a problem. Help. <laughs> Go off, queen. That is a really great question because a lot of culture comes at us with a lot of questions and a lot of problems. And sometimes Christians are baffled by a solution. But when we look to scripture, um, the Bible gives us solutions and it gives us the answer to the problem. And it also gives us biblical life-changing transformation. Almost like it's a guidebook for life. Right. <laughs> and like everything else with the self-evident podcast, we desire to exalt Christ above all else. And Amen. we desire to see everything be brought under the Lordship of Christ. That being said, the biggest proponent of this gender confusion and this sexuality confusion that is facing this generation is very simple. It's the depravity of man. And in Romans 1, 18 through 31, Eliana kind of touched on this a little bit. It's a very lengthy passage, but it really goes to show the problem that has plagued mankind from the beginning of the world. I would actually encourage you to go and read that right now. Um, or even after you listen to this is Romans 1, 18 to 31 specifically. Right. I'm actually going to read verses 22 through 30. Two. Even though it's a lengthy passage, it's worth dissecting. It says, Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. And I'm actually going to end there in verse 28. And like I said, although this is a very lengthy passage, I believe it accurately defines the problem. Mankind is hell-bent on rebelling against God and his created order. The confusion with sexuality and gender are just one of those pathways of rebellion. So what is the solution to this rebellion? I believe the answer is very simple as well. It's repentance and the transformative power of the gospel. That's the only thing that can deliver mankind from this rebellion. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 goes into this little bit, and I don't think I'm, we're going to have time to read the entire passage, but it talks about how we were dead in trespasses and sins, and we were walking in this way that it was immoral and debased. But God, in verse 4, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And so we as believers need to call out sin boldly and unapologetically and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that that's one of what will turn the culture that around. That is the only thing that will turn the culture around. And that's one of the problems problem. with Christians in this culture is that we have this problem and yet we're so scared to say that it's sin. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think all of us can say for ourselves with this podcast that we call out sin when it's sin. Homosexuality is sin. We try. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is a little bit nerve-wracking, too, because yeah. it, it goes against the world, and people are so... They tend to be very vitriol when you call out sin. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know myself that when people call out sin in me, it... I. I mean, it's a little It's irritating. your flesh. Your, your right. flesh is rising up to defend yourself. No, I'm not. 
right how dare you Mm -hmm. but as christians you are too (laughs) as christians we need to be able to speak the truth in love and to call these things out knowing that we aren't above sin but that christ saved us and can save those caught in sin absolutely and with that when talking about walking in these paths and that sort of thing we're not this is not talking specifically to homosexuals right we were all every single one of us sitting here at this table every single person who is listening to this podcast if you are not right now you have been before walking in these paths of sin right Mm -hmm. and really what it is is it's a separation from god right and so homosexuality is not unique to that however it's a very specific thing that we're choosing to talk about because it's become so prevalent in culture and because it is it's so turned against the natural absolutely designed sin is sin and there are so many different ways that we can rebel against our creator and this is just one of the biggest things that i've seen and that in we've our culture seen in our culture right today now. that sexuality is the new rebellion against yes, god it is the idol that our culture has set up to replace god right and because the solution to this problem is boldness in preaching the gospel and repentance the thing that about repentance is that it's not something you can generate by yourself it's actually a gift it is um, pa- pastor burke parsons from ligonier ministries makes the following statement he says First and foremost, repentance is a gift. It is an act that the Holy Spirit works in us, resulting in an act that flows out of us. Although it is our act, it does not originate from within us. In fact, in our naturally stubborn, rebellious hearts, the whole notion of repentance is foreign. Just as our righteousness is a foreign or alien righteousness from Christ, so is our repentance. It is granted to us by God himself. We would not even conceive of such a thing left to ourselves. Instead, we would come up with all sorts of excuses for our sin and would point our depraved fingers at everyone else around. But by his grace, God grants repentance to his adopted children, whom he patiently disciplines. He says in Revelation 3.19, Those whom I love, I I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. For even when our minds grow weary and our hearts doubt the promises of God, he remains faithful to his promises and patient toward his people in the church not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Amen. Second Peter 3, 9. Amen. The first and foremost thing we should do is repent. Absolutely. Yes. If, if you are struggling in this sin, Christ is faithful and just to forgive you. He is faithful and just to forgive you no matter what sin you have committed. Exactly. And so if you are struggling with this, Christ will cover your costs because you are in danger of the just judgment of a holy and righteous God. Christ is willing and he has made the sacrifice for your sin. All you need to do is accept that gift, Mm -hmm. live accordingly. And then kind of with that, we also need to be praying about um, this and about our nation and asking God to heal our land. Also standing up. If you're in situations where this is coming up, standing up and not staying quiet and sitting down. And now if you're struggling with the temptations, I would want to say, first of all, find yourself some biblical guides. Find people who will talk to you, who will walk you through this. Know that you're not alone and that you're not the only person who feels this way and that you're not or who understands that it's wrong. And then finally, if you've sinned, we want to say that there's always a chance in this life to repent and to come back or to just come to the Lord, period. 
Uh, For he is faithful and just to forgive. Absolutely. Psalm 51 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And the Lord will do that for you if you turn to him and if you repent and if you... And accept the joy that is Christ's salvation Exactly, for us. exactly. And understand that your sins are wrong. Amen. With all that said, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence and remember that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Until next time. Amen and amen. This is self-evident. <laughs>